This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Global Leadership Platform, Leadership Masterclass. It's about multiplying leaders, moving society. I'm Adrian Grunewald. It's wonderful to be with you. And I have a very special guest all the way from Sweden, I think. She does travel the world, but that's where she hails from. So I'll bring her into the conversation in a moment. For all things leadership, go to leadershipplatform.com. Leadershipplatform.com, one word, two Ps in the middle. I've got with me for our Leadership Masterclass today, Gordana Birnat. She's a writer, a speaker. We'll find out now what it means to say Oprah's super soul teacher. She's from Sweden, and I like her purpose. Uh, her purpose is to help people realize how powerful and unique we all truly are. That's what I certainly see on her social media. We've had um, Gordana on the show, I don't know, two, three years ago, uh, and we thought it's time to catch up. She seems to have elevated onto another level even uh, since then, and she keeps growing in her influence in the world. Gordana, good to have you with us. Thank you, Adrian. It's so great to be back here on your program. I really love talking to you. It's, it's such a great program. Thank you, Gordana. Uh, people like you make it great. Just uh, Are you in Sweden at the moment, eh? Yes, I am. It's a beautiful fall, and I love it. I'm here... Um, I, I really enjoy being in Sweden, and uh, especially when it's beautiful as it is right now. The fall is a really beautiful time to be here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sitting in the African bush next to Kruger National Park. It's a cloudy, rainy day. Uh, we need our first rains, and certainly also a good time to be Yeah, It's not too hot, um, but when it comes to November, December, January, February, it's just air conditions on all the time. Well, it's good to have you with us. Maybe tell us Oprah's super soul teacher. Where does that come from? What does that mean? Well, it's actually um, Oprah that has chosen 100 visionaries and leaders in the world that she thinks um, have the capability to raise consciousness globally. And I am one of those people. So I'm in a really great company. I mean, there's Deepak Chopra, there is Eckhart Tolle, there is Jeff Weiner, Ariana Huffington, a lot of great names. So Tony Robbins, for instance. So yeah. it feels like I got the Nobel Prize in leadership and self-help. <laughs> That's how it feels. And it's a great place to be. I mean, we're, we're all doing the same thing, but we're doing it in our own specific ways. For instance, I tweet on Twitter um, thoughts about who we are and why we are here, thoughts about leadership. And I help people to connect to themselves through social media. I have a great big following there. So that's how I contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Also, um, I've written a book, uh, hashtag know the truth, why knowing who you are changes everything. And that's also how I spread my vision of who we are and why we are here and how to elevate ourselves to becoming even greater than we are by remembering who we truly are. So for me, it's like before Oprah put me on that platform with the 100 leaders in the world, I was whispering, and now I have a megaphone. So that's the difference. (laughs) And it's a beautiful difference. I really love it because, honestly, I feel that the need, uh, that the world truly needs to be elevated. I I feel that we need to expand in our consciousness and, and become more aware of who we are and how we treat each other, how we treat the world as a whole. So 
A lot of yeah. things has happened, as you hear, <laughs> since we talked the last time. You do talks, of course, I'm sure, uh, and, and that sort of thing. Do you, do you, are you born and raised in Sweden? Yes, I am born and raised in Sweden, and I've been living here all my life. But I write everything in English, and I speak in English, because it feels like the right language to talk about consciousness. It has more words, and I feel more comfortable with it. So um, I love... I really actually started expanding in my own career and consciousness when I started writing in English. And that was just a few years ago. So mm. uh, I feel that it has been like a, like fireworks for me since I started to, doing it in English. Mm. That's very interesting. How did you end up on this path? Not end up. How did you get onto this path of doing what you're doing now? Uh, has it been forever or since the beginning, uh, I mean, has this been your life or did you have another career? I, I don't recall. No, actually, I'm, I'm an art historian. So I, I love art. I love beauty. And that's all fine. But it didn't give me the passion the way this does. I've always worked with people. But I think that the last six years of my life, my mother got really sick and she almost uh, died from that sickness. And I... I don't know, it kind of woke something up within me where, where I thought that if I do not express my inner voice and who I am, the unique me, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. So I started expressing my thoughts unfiltered through social media. But I've always been doing it. As I said, I, I've always worked with people. I've always worked with leadership and with companies. But I've always felt restrained because you need to speak in a certain language when you talk to leaders. You need to speak. You need to fit in in order to get them to listen to you. That's that was my belief before. And then when my mother got sick and I saw that she has never expressed anything in her life and now she's dying. So I have to become more of who I truly am. And I started sharing my thoughts on social media without filtering them. And that's when it exploded. That's when Oprah found me. And that's when I landed a really big um, book deal in order to write my book. It became easy because I tapped into my authentic self. Yeah. And okay. that, I think that is the key when you start tapping into your authentic self, when you when you have the integrity to stay true to that, even if you're afraid what others will say about you, but you stay in that space all the time. And I think that that is when it really started. But to tell you the truth, I've always been interested in who we are and why we are here since I can remember. Even I mean, I was 11 years old when I when I started to think those thoughts, who am I and why am I do? Why am I here? So it's been with me all my life. It's kind of background music in my life to look for signs of who we are and why we are here. Right. We're going to look at that more, your, your, your philosophies, your beliefs and so on. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the state of leadership in the world today? How would you describe it? I have to have a definition. When you say leadership, I want to know how you define that because I have a very broad definition of leadership. I see leadership, true leadership everywhere. There are everyday heroes that are leaders without a name. So for me, if I, 
I really have a hard time to find political leaders which I will say, oh, this is a great leader. But if I walk outside and I look at people, I will find 10 people and tell you this is a leader, this is a leader, and this is a leader. So define what you mean when you say leadership. That's a a very interesting context you just just sketched there. I'm doing it sort of from the basis, and and it still requires explanation, as as, as you say. Um, I, I put a tweet on Twitter recently and this is very small so let me just tell you what the statement said it Mm -hmm. said the problem of weak toxic leadership is destroying our world economically politically socially morally health wise and then i added we need a greater and more coordinated effort to create awareness of authentic leaders or leadership and then we need to get better at developing them do i need to read it again it's a fairly long statement but I put that out on Twitter and people could agree or disagree. Mm. And uh, 92% agreed. Mm. So I guess one could rip that apart and say, well, uh, did people think of political leaders when they said that? Did they think of corporate leaders? Certainly in South Africa and I see in the rest of the world on a uh, political leadership point of view, I think people would all agree with that statement. Everyone Mm. does. Um, Mm. Corporate, we see a lot of bad things happening in corporate. But then what I hear you say to me is ordinary individuals without title even, we see a lot of good human leaders out there doing good things. So, so that maybe that keeps us sane because if we are to just define the state of leadership in the world based on the Trumps and the Zumas, our previous president and most other country presidents, we would feel very depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I – I mean, that's the context from where my question hmm. comes. Maybe it doesn't clarify. Yes, what... it does. It, it actually does, because I truly agree with you. I just wanted to have it clear. So for yep. me, for instance, a great leader is seldom appointed. Hmm. He's chosen by the circumstances. And that's why we see great leaders out there doing their thing all the time, not even knowing that there are great leaders. To, I feel that... When I look at people, if I look for great leaders, I want to see leaders that are not afraid to dream, that are not afraid to have a vision, but that have integrity to stay in that dream and vision, even when the circumstances starts to become uncomfortable for them. And one leader, and I really had a hard time finding that yesterday because I was thinking about these questions, and I thought that Martin Luther King is exactly the kind of leader that I would say had the ability to dream and to have a vision, even though his circumstances were horrible when it came to what he was talking about. So for me, that would be a definition of a really good leader. But I don't see us having these leaders. Um, They don't have a name, as I said. They're everywhere, but they don't have a name. The same thing if we look at the corporate world. When I look at Richard Branson, for instance, the way he smiles all the time, the way he treats his family, and the way he acts on social media, that tells me that he's a happy man. So I want to follow him to see what is he doing, because obviously he's successful and happy at the same even time. Even though you don't work for him. Even yes, you even, don't yes. yes, exactly. So, And the same thing goes when I look at Oprah, for instance. She's a great leader because she's so grounded in what she's doing, and she's inspiring millions of people with the way she explores this reality and boosts others to do so too. So 
I feel that there is nothing wrong with the leadership in our world. There is something wrong with the corporate world and the political world, but there's nothing wrong with the leaders. It's just how we define who is a leader and who do we have to follow and who do we want to follow. Mm. Well, it just feels like the, 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 um, the most influential individuals mm who determine the destiny to some degree of countries and large corporates and thereby billions of people, they seem to be toxic or weak, if one could call it that, in, ter in terms of the poll. But so, mm -hmm. I, I just have to, when you say toxic and weak, I would love to go down deeper in that, because what does that actually mean? When I hear you say that, I feel that a leader who knows who he or she is truly from within cannot express toxicity out there. Because if you know who you truly are, the way I describe it in my book is that we all come from the same source. It is unconditional acceptance of all that is. It is unconditional love. That is our source. So when you know who you truly are, you are tapped into that source and you cannot harm other people. So to me, the leaders that are toxic are not, are not in tune with who they truly are. They are not in balance with who they truly are. So we have to start earlier to maybe teach our children to explore who they are in their own ways. And that's how we build great leaders. Because as I say, a lot of people out there are great leaders, but they have no name. Because they know who they are, but they are not known for, to others. So I think that the, the toxicity you're talking about is actually ignorance of who you truly are, not a non-willingness to go inside and see who you truly are, identifying yourself with your ego as Trump, for instance. So toxic would, would be uh, selfish. Uh, it, it's about me. It's mm -hmm. about my reputation. It, mm -hmm. it is ego. Yes, unhealthy it's a fear. It's Correct. a fear-based perspective. When you stand in a fear-based perspective, you manage by fear also. Yeah. So it's all about understanding that you're not the fear and you're not your ego. Your ego is a container of who you are in this physical world, but you're not your ego. You're much more than that. Usually I do this. I say that the ego is like the glass and mm -hmm. your soul is the water in it. So when your ego becomes tainted, you can't see outside the ego and you don't know that there is something outside of you. So it becomes all about you and nothing about the world around you. You have to keep the ego transparent. You have to keep the ego just as a container of your soul, nothing else. And I feel that the way our society is created, it doesn't teach us to keep the ego transparent. It teaches us to be afraid to fight, to believe that the world out there is a horrible place to be, so you have to survive, and it taps us into survival mode and fear mode very, very early on. And that is what creates ignorant leaders, the fear of this world. And there is no fear, actually. It shouldn't be so. We are the ones creating it with what we believe. All right. So, so toxic leadership is, is, mm. a, is a really destructive one. Um, and, yes. and I could actually have incredible skill, mm. but because of a weak ego or because I don't understand the principles you just shared and others that mm. we'll still talk about, mm. I become destructive. But a weak leader could be someone who really wants to, to, to do well. And, and, and maybe even I feel comfortable with, with who I am 
but I just don't have the experience and I don't have the confidence to mobilize a thousand people that I've just been made the, the, the supervisor of or to lead a massive organization in today's world where everything is interrelated and, and integrated and, and, and everything affects everything and, and therefore the, the environment is just too dynamic for me with my experience to lead. So that could be weak, but I'll still destroy the organization. But, but at least my motives will be pure, and I, I tried my best, and I said yes to the job, but I'm, I'm just not very um, good at, at, at how I lead. So, so I do distinguish between those two types mm -hmm. of leaders. It is also tapped into fear, fear of not being good enough, for instance. That is what the weakness is here, fear of not being able to do what you're supposed to do. And that goes to not having fun. If you look at Richard Branson, for instance, he has fun while he's doing it. If you are afraid, you can't have fun and you can't ins inspire others to do so. So it becomes a lack of confidence and it destroys others. So it's all about being, knowing who you are and being willing to explore to become more of that. And the fear usually stops us from doing it. So in both cases, it's about fear. It's always about fear. Being a weak leader or being an ignorant leader, it all boils down to some kind of fear, which expresses itself as either violence or weakness. Mm. Okay. Um, obviously, there's this thing called time that, that we all yes, have to <laughs> and, and we'll make more of these conversations. Okay. So, so maybe we're not that limited as, as I suggest, but... Just let's summarize from that for a moment what kind of leaders we then need in today's world. Obviously, dreamers, visionaries. I can be a, an ordinary type person in everyone's eyes, but I can still have a dream and a vision. I guess that's what you're saying, uh, but still not have a serious title. Just describe the kind of leaders that we then need in today's corporate environment, in today's political environment. I would throw out first, based on what you've said, people who honestly know themselves, who really know themselves. And I... I I agree with that. At Leadership Platform, that's what we strongly feel is that there's a, there's, a, there's a weakness there. People think they know themselves. And maybe knowing yourself, tell me if I'm right, I can know myself today. Tomorrow they make me president of the country and it elevates me into a whole new ball game. And I get confronted with demons inside myself that I never knew existed. So I have to continue getting to know myself within the context that I find myself in. Absolutely. Is that right? Otherwise, I mustn't Absolutely. think I knew myself eight years ago and now I'm okay. Yes, because as I usually say, everything is energy and everything is interacting with everything. So you, there is nothing in this world that isn't in a relationship to something else. And when you think that way, if you change something here, then everything changes everywhere, which means that we live in a very agile world. And you can't say, check, 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 I know myself. You don't know yourself. What you do know, what you can know, is the stillness from within watching at the movement. And then you have to learn to enjoy the movement without the fear. And you have to do that every single now moment of your life. There is no ending to that. So becoming clear on that I am the stillness, the indestructible stillness, watching the movement around me is a first step. And then you can start enjoying the movement around you. And I think that is what is needed to create greater leaders. Because when you realize that, nothing will be, nothing will be 
too scary, too big, too awkward for you. You can do anything because it's just a play with a movement outside of you. But the, I, I can't see any person who is a known person in the world today that is doing this. You're either a guru sitting somewhere in Himalayas or a religious person that does, doesn't have to do anything with the situations in the real world, so to speak, in, in, in corporate business or, 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 or in po politics. So for me, we need someone who is more grounded in themselves and that can interact with the real world out there in a very joyous and confident way. And everybody, every single one of us has the capacity to do so. But all the fears come between all that. Yes. And we can't, we can't express it. So eliminating fear, knowing who you are, and understanding that the world is agile. It is moving, changing all the time. And you have to be in that change. You have to be the stillness in that storm or in that change. Okay, so, so maybe we need a minute or two on that stillness principle. But mm -hmm. the, the, the minister, what, what is she called? Is she called the, the president of New Zealand? I forget her name, woman president. Yes, you uh, yes but I, I don't remember her name now, but we'll have to check it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but have a, I mean, I mean uh, everything mm -hmm. I've seen of her so far mm -hmm. seems very, very authentic. There's something mm -hmm. extremely special about her. And I'd, I'd like, you know, we must make more of a study of her, perhaps. She seems mm -hmm. very authentic, very open, very confident. Uh, there's something still about her. Mm -hmm. How do I do that? Because the world is getting faster, mm -hmm. more open. It's it's difficult for leaders to to breathe, and, mm -hmm. and then the whole world sees it. Um, we've got more leadership training and more leadership books and more people like yourself available in the world today than ever before, yet the world seems in absolute turmoil. Mm -hmm. So a lot of contradictions that, that, that I see around me, uh, mm -hmm. we've got this global leadership platform we started, the intention is to have a global leadership conversation, mm -hmm. to hear that in some way, shape or form. So we've got a lot of good things happening, but yet very little of what you're saying. So, so what's the tip to a busy well, corporate CEO? Yeah, I know. And when you say the busy corporate CEO, you want me to t give them a tips that will change everything in one thing. And I cannot do that because okay. one thing that you need to understand before you start thinking about making some kind of change is to understand that you are the one creating everything in your reality. Every single thing. When you take responsibility for everything that is in your reality, that gives you a lot of power. Most people will get afraid and say, how is that possible? I, it's not possible that I'm creating everything. The way I see reality, everything that is in my reality is a creation of me. It is it, within my frequency because the frequency comes from me. And that what I'm looking at is within that frequency. Starting to check my reactions to what comes to me without outsourcing the reason for those things coming to me is a way to start. When you start checking, why am I reacting to this the way I am reacting to it? I think that can help a lot of people to understand themselves better because everything that comes to you is a mirror of your inner frequency. 
And when you look at it as a mirror, you might ask yourself, well, what is this telling me about myself? Let's say that you've written a book and someone says, oh, this is an awful book. And it stirs something up within you. And you react to that and say, well, that's a crazy person. He doesn't understand. And then you can't sleep all night because someone said something bad about your book. Let me ask you this question. If you had a red T-shirt on and a person comes to you and he says, oh, what an ugly green T-shirt. You would say, what's wrong with him? Why is he saying this? Maybe he doesn't understand colors. And then you will leave it at that because it doesn't touch you on a deeper level. So you have to ask yourself, why is this person's comment on my book touching on such a deep level? Because there is a belief within you that is reacting to that mirror coming to you. There is a belief maybe of, what if he's right? What if I'm not good enough? And it's always about the lack within us. No one is lacking anything. When we're born, we are perfect, lacking nothing. So you can't be less now than you were when you were born. It's mm. just that we have tapped into the fears and the lack and become more vulnerable to that. So when you start looking at your own reactions and asking yourself, why am I feeling disturbed by this? Without outsourcing, saying, well, he was bad to me or she was not nice. It's all about going inwards and ask yourself, what is the reaction and why am I reacting to it this way? And then keep it, own it. That's and, a first guess, step. Okay, and, and being deeply honest with yourself. And, yes. and I can see the barrier here. I think that's that's powerful, but I can see the barrier being when I'm, in my view, on top of my world, then what's going to force me to ask those deep questions when I'm Donald Trump? <laughs> why must I ask those questions of why am I impacted this way? You know, I'm not going to ask them because I'm successful. You know, that that's my ego speaking, but that's the danger of getting the leaders on the top of their game to – be able to realize that I've got to refine myself further by asking these questions, by looking at my reality, by by doing what you're saying. But if it's going really well with me, then mm. often I don't feel I have the humility to do that sort of thing. Mm. Well, some people, yes, I understand what you're saying. Some people will never have that. Yeah. And he happens to be the president. But it's not a coincidence that he is a president there because – Every leader is an expression of the situation where he is the leader or the country where he is a leader. He's an expression of an underlying frequency, of a subtle frequency that goes on for all the people there. So to look at him as a bad leader, that's one way. But to look at what is happening as from a better perspective, then sometimes bad things must surface in order for you to see them clearly and know what to do about them. So maybe it's like the system has been wrong for a very long time, and now it is all on the surface. You can see what is wrong with the system, so you can change the system. This is actually assisting you to redefine, to change things. So in a way, he would be a blessing because you can see what is wrong with the system. So you don't make the same mistake over and over and over again, because this is not a sudden thing. It has happened very, very slowly. And it has tapped into all the frequencies that people are having there. And now he's an expression of one part of that country. So you have to start looking at what is it within us that is choosing a person like that to be our leader, where you always have to start within yourself. You have to ask yourself, why is it so? And then look at what can we do about this? Because now is the, the best opportunity to start cleansing that, to see what, what is wrong with this. 
mm. in a non-violent way, of course. Just summarize that first piece of advice that you, you just gave leaders, and, and then let's move on from there because we can obviously build on that. The first step is to become aware of your own reactions to, to the outer world and to take responsibility for your own creation. Everything in your reality is your own creation. So start looking at your reactions. Mm. That's the first thing to do. And when you start looking at them, they will give you a clue of what you need to change because there is another truth. You can't change anything outside of you. You have to change it from within. So the more you try to change people by forcing them or telling them or or even trying to inspire them, you can't do that. You have to be it in order to inspire others to do the same thing. So you have to you have to be all those good things in order for to get your the people around you to do the same thing as you are. Otherwise, you will have to force them to do so. And you're back on square one. So. Looking at your own reactions, becoming more aware of what you are doing and being brutally honest with yourself, not outsourcing the problem out there. Because it doesn't have to be a problem even. It just has to be some kind of adjustment you need to do. Hmm. I have this thought that just came in my mind that I hear what you're saying, but I have been inspired in my life and many leaders have told me they've been inspired to be the opposite of what that leader of theirs demonstrate. So a really bad, wicked leader could inspire me to not be that. Mm -hmm. So we learn from bad leadership, put it that way. Yes, yes, because they show you, this is a perfect example, they show you a contrast, they show you what you are not, which makes, makes it easier for you to define what you really are, because you have something to mirror it to. It's like a contrast, I am not this, but I am this. It's easier for most people to say what they are not instead of saying what they are. And it's it's a clarifying thing. So you can use that to boost who you truly are by looking at them and saying, this is not me. This is me. So you're absolutely right when it comes to that. Absolutely right. It's all about looking at everything that comes to you, even if it's a negative thing, because what we live in a world of polarities. There is as many pluses as there is minuses. So it's my responsibility to look at the thing coming to me, the circumstances, the relationship, the thing, and change the perspective and look for the brighter side. And the brighter side of a bad leader is, I am not like that. I want to be something else. So you, you can get something out of everything. If you're looking for the brightest side, you will always find it. This is a universal truth. So you're very strong on knowing yourself um, yes. and being authentic to that. Yes. And, and the first piece of advice in knowing yourself is to be very aware of your environment and to take the clues from your environment in terms of how I should change and grow and develop as a, as a human being. Mm. And, and that, that tells me that your most important project as a leader is yourself. Yes. You, you might think your company is or your country is, but... Maybe, maybe my most important project is always me, not for me, but me for others, me for the world, me for yes. being a better leader towards others of my family, mm. even that matter. Mm. The principle you seem to highlight is how powerful and unique an individual is. Mm -hmm. Can you define that? In, in, in general universal principles, how powerful and unique am I? You are exactly as powerful as you believe you are, because your belief about yourself is what is expressed in this reality. All your beliefs is a filter which creates your reality for you. 
you know, when you, when you start believing in yourself, you feel that everything is possible because that's how it truly is in your reality. Because you are the creator of everything in your reality. You own everything in it. So every single belief you have about yourself is manifested in that reality. Now you have to go in and look at the beliefs. Is this my belief or is it my father's belief? Is this my belief or is this school? Is this my belief or is it friends? Is it media? Who is this? Who is giving me the filters in this reality? When it all comes down to, you know, when people ask me, who are you? I'm having trouble uh, telling them who I am by just giving them my name because I know that I am so much more than that. So sometimes I play around with it and I say, I am all that is experiencing itself through Gordana Bjarnat's desires in this physical reality. I am all that is experiencing itself through Gordana Bjarnat's desires. So you are all that is experiencing itself through Adrian and his desires in this reality. Now there is one more thing. It's not just the desires, it's the fears, the worries, all the beliefs we have. All that is is, is experiencing itself through you in order to get a feeling of how it is to be in this physical reality. Because it can't do that otherwise. All that is, is one. And it's packed with everything. Everything that is, that is going to be, and that has been. It is packed into one thing. And it's boring. So it has to create small versions of itself. Me and you and everyone else. So that is why we are all unique, because your set of desires, your set of beliefs, your set of thoughts is unique for you. There is no one else that is expressing the same energy into this world as you are. And the same thing goes for me. But the fine thing about this is that each and every one of us has control over that because we have been gifted free will, which means that we are free to choose what we want to believe, what we want to think, what we want to feel. And somehow we have tapped into the illusion that we do not have the free will to do so. But we do. We are born with the free will to choose whatever we wish to see in this reality. Mm. The first thing in my mind is that beliefs are an interesting thing. You can think you believe something, but it's more, it's filtered. It's, it's, a, it's an acting job. So mm -hmm. I somehow felt I believe I can, I am the following. Uh, I'm the most amazing human being and so on. Before I know it, fears and, and we call it intruder influences into the whole mix. And before I know it, I don't really believe that. So, so I mm -hmm. guess there are real beliefs and then there are, are um, acting beliefs, if I can call it that, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that, that sort of interfere with, mm -hmm. with. And the other thing is we seem to, be much stronger in our beliefs of negative things about us yes. than we are about our beliefs about positive things about us. Is, is that your, do you agree? Yes, I do agree. And I think there are several things that make us do so. I think that the way our reality is constructed, media and, and um, well, school, almost everything in our reality is conditioning us to live in this fear. I don't know why, but I can sense that. And the other thing is, I think that our brains are wired to do so because it's a survival mechanism here. So you literally have to train your brain not to look at the negative things because it does so habitually. And it is perpetuated by media and news and all the negative things that comes to us. 
So when you go out in nature, for instance, and you sit there, you feel how you don't have to look for the negative things. You can just be who you are. And then you go back to society again and you become afraid and you start looking at the negative things. I think that we are wired to do so. It takes an effort to do what I'm talking about. And that effort, a lot of people are not willing to do so. It's much easier to sit down and flip the channels on the TV and accept the negative stuff and then stay in that state. But it's a very dangerous place to be because you are not living your reality then. The way I see reality, that we are the creators of our own reality. If you allow someone else's thoughts, beliefs and ways of living to become your way, then you are creating someone else's dreams, not your own. You're creating someone else's reality, not your own. And you find yourself lost in that reality because it's not yours. The way all that is, is it wants you to explore your way and it takes courage to do so. It takes integrity to do so. You have to be able to say no to negativity You have to have the courage to do so, even if people tell you, well, can't you see how horrible the world is? Mm. You're the one who has to take responsibility for the frequency that you allow into this world. The way I see reality, we are the co-creators of this world, meaning that every single energy that comes from me is creating a reality here and it comes through me into this reality. So I'm the gatekeeper of what is created in this reality and so is everyone else. So our beliefs are like building blocks in this reality. What we believe that is what we create. So the first step is to ask ourselves, is this truly what we believe in? Is this the truth? Can we look at it from a different perspective? Can we change this belief? For instance, mm. let's talk about age. Some people say, well, you can't have a career when you're older than 25. Then you're lost in translation. There's nothing to do after that. But that's not the truth. It's just a belief system. We have a society which expresses more opportunities to younger people and doesn't look at older people. But that's just a belief system. It's, it has nothing to do with how reality is. The truth is that reality is not like that. You can have a career whenever you want to, if you believe it. So mm. that's why beliefs are so important. They are so full of potential. And you have to start asking yourself, why do I believe this? Is this the truth? And what is the truth for me? Always going inwards. I don't, I, I don't feel that when you go inwards, you have to have a yoga mat and sit with candles. That's not what I'm talking about. It's to be present in every single moment and ask yourself, is this something that I want to believe in my reality? Because mm -hmm. if you're one, the one creating your reality, then it gives you the power to be the creator of it. So you have mm -hmm. to take that stance and understand that you are doing this. So what do you want to change to play around with it? It takes sure. a lot of awareness. <laughs> I'm wondering the impact it would have on a leader when the leader truly believes in the uniqueness and the power of every person they lead. But when I truly believe that Gordana is, is a unique and powerful human being, how does that impact my leadership style and approach towards you, towards all my people? That's the first question. The second one is, what stops me from honestly believing that you are an all-powerful human being with great potential and infinite capability, how much does that barrier have to do with my beliefs about myself? So, so if, I, yeah. if I don't feel much about myself and I'm acting it out towards the whole world and the whole world owes me and I'm aggressive and I'm whatever I want, mm. to, want to describe that as, mm. 
then, then it's going to stop me from believing that you have great potential. So, so mm-hmm. that again, it comes back to myself, doesn't it? Yes, because as I say, it is a mirror of who you are. How you treat others is a mirror of you, not of them. Mm. That is, it is always mirroring you. And people with higher awareness can see that. I can see when a leader is bad to another person, I can see that very quickly. Even if I know, I can see the dynamics very quickly because great leaders, as I restarted off, know who they are. And when they know who they are, they do exactly what you said. They see the potential in every human being because they are tapped into their own potential. When you're disconnected from that potential, when you believe that you're the ego and you have to fight for everything in this world, that is when the problem starts because I don't think that we have to fight for everything in this world. I think we have created a world that seems that way, but I feel that it's just belief systems. So we have to start changing those belief systems. And I truly see the potential in young human beings. I have a son and he's 21 years old and he is such a bright person. He's literally living what I'm saying and talking with you about right now. And he, he's, he doesn't see himself as a leader, but he is living this. And when you do that, you attract people of the same frequency. So all his friends are actually acting the same way. They are with very much integrity and very much honesty between each other. And I love that when I look at it, because when everybody feels that way, all of us become leaders. Because in the end, if you can't lead yourself, how can you lead others? Well, I just want to go a step back there. You attract people of the same frequency. Yes. And what's a synonym for frequency? Let's just make it simpler. What would be another word for frequency? I attract the same people on the same frequency. Mm -hmm. What would be another way of describing the frequency element? Well, the frequency element would be um, level of awareness. Yes, level of awareness. Yes, mindset, level of awareness. um, Yes, level of awareness and and focus in their life, what they're focused on. So if you're if you're having a lot of people with whom you cannot connect, then you are not expressing your authentic self with them. When you start expressing your authentic self, people who are not of the same mindset will not find you interesting and they will leave you by themselves. You don't have to tell them, I don't want to be with you. They will simply go away because you are radiating a different kind of energy. What I'm talking about frequency is if everything is energy in this world, and it is because science tells us it is, everything is moving around in energies. This is the way our world is created. So you have to ask yourself, so what makes, what, 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 what's the difference between me and you? Well, the difference between me and you will be the frequency of that energy. The same thing goes, the difference between sand and water is, it's just a question on a quantum level of reality. It is a question of the frequency and how we decode that frequency. So when I talk about frequency is your unique frequency and how aware you are. The more aware you are of who you are, the greater the range of your frequency is. Because when you become aware of who you are, you are tapping into a very high frequency, which is close to love, unconditional love. If you get more fear in your life, if you work from a fear-based perspective, your frequency will be narrowed down. And you can feel that. When you feel afraid, you feel like that. And when you feel more in tune with yourself, you open up. And that's the frequency, the range of the frequency. So 
if you are operating from a fear-based frequency, the people in your reality will be operating on the same frequency as you because you can't see the other ones. They are out of your range. That's what I say when I talk about the frequency and that you're attracting people of the same frequency. Mindset is one part of it. A level of consciousness is another part of it. But the frequency takes it all in, so to speak. Okay, powerful. Kodana, uh, that's the end of today's conversation. I, I almost mm -hmm. want to say today's conversation was, and maybe it'll always be another level of this when we speak is about knowing yourself, it's about the power and the potential of human beings, uh, and that I create that reality myself, my beliefs, and so on. M maybe just a final message to leaders, and and I can see us hopefully if, if, if you'll honour us doing this conversation a little bit more frequently because. The, the, and then more structured even, I don't know, because um, because they, they, they are uh, a lot of deep principles that we touched on today and, and we want to share this with the world. Yeah, just a final message. If you have a thousand top CEOs sitting in front of you right now, what do you tell them in, in a minute? I would say that leadership is always about how you lead your, yourself. The rest comes as a result of that. And I would want them to ask themselves, would you follow you? And that's all. Would you follow you? That's what I would say to myself. And if the answer is yes, well, then that's a great thing. If the answer is no, then you have to change something. Would you follow you? Mm. Would you follow you? I guess, again, if I don't have that trained, practiced honesty with myself, mm -hmm. I know the whole world uses Donald Trump as a, I think you gave it context today, but if you asked him, would you follow you? He'd say, absolutely, I'm, I'm the, the best person you can follow on this planet. Mm -hmm. And the whole world sees another reality. So there lies something behind that question is mm -hmm. assuming that you're honest with yourself and that you mm -hmm. really know yourself super well, would mm -hmm. you follow you? I feel that we talk a lot about Donald Trump, but to me, he's just an expression of something that has been. I talk... I want to talk more to future leaders, to the young ones that I was talking about, the ones that haven't yet become the leaders. Would you follow you is a question. If I would ask my son that, he would say that he doesn't know, but probably he would because he enjoys himself mm. to look for the joy in it, to look for the fun in it. So I think that we need to start talking to the future leaders if we want to change the ones that already are, that's mm. a very, very hard thing to do. I think that we have to look in a much greater perspective, much more in the future. And that's where we start, because if we want to change the ones that are, we will lose a lot of energy there and it won't change anything. As I said, you can't change anything outside of yourself. You have to start within and you have to have patience because that's the way to change it. So we have to start changing our belief systems and we have to start talking to the future generation, the young ones now, to get them to tap into true, authentic leadership. Mm. Because if I'm, tr if I try to change Donald Trump, I will be looking like Dumbledore, and I wouldn't have changed him. I mean, I would have gray beard down to the floor, and I wouldn't have changed him because there is no changing there. I can't change him. He has to change himself. So what I can do is to inspire others who are on their way to start tapping into their authenticity and integrity and joy and to become the great leaders we want to see. Kodana, just say your surname mm. again. You said it so nice. I, I can't say it. Is it Birnat? How do you say it, uh, Swedish? Gordana Birnat. 
Bierna. 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 But you can say Biernat too. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, writer, speaker, Oprah's, and that's Oprah Winfrey's super soul teacher, all the way from Sweden. And, and we're certainly wanting to have you as a global contributor on the Global Leadership Platform. We're grateful for having you on the, on the, on the show, and, and we'll certainly want to have you again. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. We had a conscious conversation, and I enjoyed it very much. For the listeners out there, look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for joining us, the weekly Global Leadership Masterclass. And uh, there was a very special guest. Have a great week. This is CliffCentral.com.